0: Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Wetcomb. Chris Hill Scott was so excited. He and his two friends, John Reynolds and Ben Medlock, had come up with a brilliant idea for a new technology. Chris was sure their plan was going to make a lot of money and make them famous too. So the three men banded together and set to work. There were resolutions to pass and tasks to complete and product to promote. There were goals to achieve and contracts to sign and designs to perfect. In fact, there was so much to do that Chris started getting discouraged. It seemed like he couldn't keep up with all the jobs. And since their company was new, there was hardly any money. So getting paid was a challenge. Long hours, low pay, and never-ending pressure was not what Chris Hill Scott expected. He'd started out with a dream and lots of excitement, but now he faced a daily grind of work without any visible sign of reward. So Chris Hill Scott decided to call it quits. After just two months with the new startup, Chris left John and Ben on their own and walked away from the burden. At first, things seemed great for Chris. No more pressure, no more deadlines, no more working for hardly any pay. But what Chris didn't realize is that it's not your big dreams that bring success. It's your daily decisions. And when he walked away from the hard work, he walked away from fulfilling his dreams. To put it plainly, Chris Hill Scott quit too soon. The reality of that fact is obvious to Chris now and to everyone who knows his story. You see, the company Chris, John, and Ben founded is called SwiftKey. You may never have heard the name SwiftKey, but I'm sure if you've got a smartphone, it's likely you've used SwiftKey yourself. SwiftKey is a virtual keyboard that helps predict the next word a user intends to type. After Chris left SwiftKey, John and Ben continued working hard every day with the company. They continued putting in long hours under pressure for little pay, but their relentless hard work paid off. And in 2016, Microsoft bought SwiftKey for $250 million. John and Ben received $50 million U.S. million each. Chris Hill Scott got nothing. There's a powerful lesson for all of us in the true story of Chris Hill Scott. We often start out new projects, new goals, and even new years with enthusiasm and intensity. We look at the dream and get excited about achieving our dreams. We make New Year's resolutions and write down our vision statements. But when the daily difficulties come, many of us abandon our dreams. We find the road too long, too difficult, and too demanding. We fail to live a relentless life. But here's what we all need to learn today. It's not your big dreams that bring success. It's your daily decisions. It's not in the dreaming, but in the doing, that greatness is achieved. And the difference between the doer and the dreamer is the virtue of being relentless. That's the message in our sermon today. We're going to study three great men from the Old Testament and learn how we can make the decisions necessary to live a relentless life. But before we go further, let's bow our heads and pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you that you've placed within every one of us great dreams. We have the potential for greatness. But today I ask you to teach us how to be relentless so that we can achieve our dreams. Teach us today, Lord, the truths we need to fulfill our dreams this year in Jesus' name. We submit to you now. We bind every voice of the enemy that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts and to bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I want to invite you to take a moment, join your faith with mine right now. Put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello everybody and welcome to Truth For Today. It's great to have you join me today to study God's Word and receive God's power. I believe we are in the presence of the Lord wherever you are and His Spirit is being released upon you right now as you receive Truth For Today. If you believe it, say amen. You've picked a great day to join in as I begin a new sermon series called Relentless. Over the next few weeks, we're going to discover powerful truths that will transform your life and help you achieve your dreams. So just put your hand on your chest and say, I am relentless. Now to help us learn the truth for today... We've prepared sermon notes. You can download the sermon notes and daily devotional for this message, free of charge, from my website and my social media platforms. I invite you to get your notes now and follow along with me as we discover the three decisions you must make to live a relentless life. There at the top of your notes, you'll find our scripture text for today. It's a hidden story found in 2 Samuel 23, 8-12. Now, receive the word of the Lord. These are the names of David's mightiest warriors. The first was Jashobeam, the Hachmonite, who was leader of the three, the three mightiest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. Next in rank among the three was Eleazar, son of Dodai, a descendant of Ahoah, once Eliezer and David stood together against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. He killed Philistines until his hand was too tired to lift his sword. And the Lord gave him a great victory that day. The rest of the army did not return until it was time to collect the plunder. Next in rank was Shama, son of Agi from Harar. One time the Philistines gathered at Lehi and attacked the Israelites in a field full of lentils. The Israelite army fled, but Shammah held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Now, you may never have heard of this hidden story before. It's not often preached about. Many people would not regard this passage as important. And when you first read about these men... There doesn't seem much to attract us to them. In fact, I find it difficult to even pronounce their names. I mean, listen to the first name. Jashobeam the Hakmonite. That sounds like somebody speaking in tongues. But there was something great in these men's lives. The Bible says they were the greatest men in David's army. And David's army was one of the greatest armies on earth in those days. So there was something special and something extraordinary about these three men. And even though each of these three men faced a different challenge, they all shared the same secret for success. When we look closely, we see that all three of these men were relentless. They did not give up. They refused to quit. When the odds against them were insurmountable, they stayed faithful. When it cost them personal sacrifice, they were steadfast. When others fled, they remained. And if you and I will follow their example, we too can lead a relentless life. So let's look closely at their stories and discover today three decisions you need to make for a relentless life. And here's the first decision you need today. Be relentless in the face of difficulties. That's the lesson we can learn about our first relentless hero. Listen again to his story in verse 8. Jashubim used his spear to kill eight hundred enemy warriors in a single battle. Now, think about this for a moment. The guy was facing eight hundred men—not just men, but soldiers. He didn't fight them over a period of days. He faced them all at once in one single battle. He was one man against eight hundred. Hey, he dealt with one, and another stepped forward. He handled him, and another came forward. Eight hundred warriors. If it took him one minute to face each warrior, then it would take him 13 hours to defeat the 800. How is this possible? How did he do this? Jashubim did not defeat all 800 men at once. He defeated them one at a time. And that's how you will defeat your difficulties too. Jesus taught us this principle in Matthew six thirty four. He said, So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. See, Jesus knows that what defeats us many times is that we start looking ahead at all our troubles and we get afraid. How will I ever pay my debt? How will I ever finish school? How will I survive? We take all the problems that could come and might come for this year and start to focus on them. But you cannot fight 800 men at once. You can't fight all your battles at once. You have to be relentless one day at a time, one battle at a time. See, when you underestimate the impact of the short term, you will overestimate the impact of the long term. When you devalue your daily routine, you diminish your lifelong dream. When you fail to focus on your small decisions, you will fail to fulfill your big ambitions. But when you focus on being relentless in your daily habits, then you will develop the power to lead a relentless life that achieves your full potential. That's the lesson we can learn from the inspiring true story of a man here in Ghana named Mack Sarba. Mack is one of eight children who was born and raised in Yeji, in the Brangahafo region here in Ghana. He shared a home about the size of a small provision shop with seven other family members. Growing up, his days consisted of early morning wake-up calls to trek several kilometers to fetch heavy loads of water at the Volta Lake. When he returned home about 90 minutes later, it would be time to prepare for school. Yet, in spite of the challenges Mac faced, he had a daily discipline that drove him to excel. When classes would end and his mates would all go home, Mac would remain behind at school reading. Back at home in the evening, he would study till 10 p.m., then he would wake up the next day and do it all over again. But Max resolve faced an even bigger test when he was in junior high school. His father suffered a stroke, and suddenly the education Mack longed for seemed out of reach. The family was uprooted, there was no money to pay for an education, and his dreams looked dashed. Yet rather than give up, Mack focused on the daily decisions he needed to make him succeed. He worked to pay his own way, walked long distances to school, and studied hard. His clothes were torn, his shoes were worn, yet Max stayed focused on the short-term habits that would yield long-term results. As a student at the University of Ghana, Mac had to squat with a friend and sleep on the floor. Often there was no money for food, but Mac never gave up. In the end, his relentless determination paid off. He graduated from UG and then went on to earn a master's degree at Columbia University in New York and another master's degree from Cambridge University in the UK. Mac Sarbaugh didn't reach his goals by one big stroke of luck. He didn't get where he is today by favor from a patron. He did not get an overnight breakthrough. But Max's daily decisions opened the door for him to be successful. As he focused on daily decisions, he fulfilled his big ambitions. There are thousands of people like Max Sarbar who are succeeding today. There are thousands of people like Mac who are overcoming difficulties and achieving their dreams through relentless determination. But the sad truth is, for every one person like Max Sarbar, there are millions of people who never achieve success, never fulfill their dreams, and never accomplish their goals simply because they do not persevere through difficulties. There are millions of people around the world who have awesome dreams in life, but who never get close to achieving them, not because of opposition, not because of lack of opportunity, but due to lack of discipline in the face of difficulties. So here's the truth you need so that you can achieve the achiever's dream this year. A habit will keep you on track to succeed, no matter the obstacles. This is what we learn from Jesus. The Bible tells us in Luke twenty-two thirty-nine, Jesus went out as usual, everybody say as usual, to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. As was his custom is another translation that's used. So Jesus had a custom or a habit to go and pray on the Mount of Olives. And even though he was the Son of God and had all the power of God available to him, he didn't overlook the need for daily discipline in his own life. He didn't get so caught up in his mission in life that he overlooked the importance of daily decisions. We learn the same lesson from Daniel, the great prophet of the Old Testament. We know Daniel is the man who was delivered from the lion's den. But before Daniel had the challenge in the lion's den, he had daily habits that prepared him. Before he faced the king, he faced the king of kings. Listen to Daniel chapter 6. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. So what gave Daniel the power to be relentless through difficulties was his daily habit of prayer. Before the dream was fulfilled, before the victory was won, Daniel succeeded in his daily decisions." And that's how it is for all of us. It's your daily decisions now that will write the story of your life tomorrow. It may seem small, but your decision to pray and read God's Word every day will make a huge impact in your life this year. It may seem small, but your decision to live for Christ every day in your working place will make a huge impact in your life this year. It may seem small, but your decision to tell the truth, to live in love, and to turn the other cheek today and every day, will make a huge impact in your life this year. That's why God tells us in Zechariah 4.10, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. You're not successful when you hit your goal in the future. You're successful today when you conquer the enemy one by one. You're successful right now when you live relentlessly for Jesus every day. You are successful when you reach the end of every day and you know you lived it all for Jesus. For success is not something to achieve in the future. Success is something you reach each and every day as you live out the purpose of God for your life. That's why even though the difficulties you face now might seem overwhelming, you don't need to be discouraged. Those difficulties were what gave Jashubim the opportunity to become the greatest man in David's army. He was actually elevated to the top because he had the opportunity of difficulty. See, if Jashubim had not faced 800 enemy warriors, we would not be talking about him today. If he had not been in a battle, we would not know his name. The difficulties he thought might overwhelm him were actually sent by God to elevate him. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. The difficulties you face are not happening to you. They are happening for you. That's why no matter what difficulties you face right now, you don't need to be discouraged. And that brings us to the second decision you need to make to live a relentless life. Be relentless in the face of discouragement. That's the truth we learn from our second hero, a man named Eleazar. His story is found in verse 10. Eleazar killed Philistines until his hand stuck to the sword, and the Lord gave him a great victory that day. See, Eleazar fought so long and so hard, he became worn out. His hand stuck to the sword. In fact, the New Living Translation says he got so tired, he couldn't even raise his hand again to fight. And this isn't just speaking to us about physical weariness. It speaks to all of us about being stuck to your problem and trapped in your battle. When we read that his hand clung to the sword, it's speaking to you today about being tied to your battle. You get so caught up and so bound up in your problem, you become attached to it. Some people are so attached to their battles, they become known by their battles. She's the one who can't have children. He's the one who can't get a job. She's the one who's always sick. He's the one whose wife left him. The problem persists so long, you come to be known by your problem. And slowly, the problem sticks to you. Till you're so discouraged, you can't even lift up your hands in prayer. It's all you talk about. It's all you think about. It's all you complain about. But here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. The longer you cling to a problem, the less it describes your past and the more it defines your future. Let me say that again. The longer you cling to a problem, the less it describes your past and the more it ends up defining your future. If all you talk about and all you think about and all your feelings are tied up in your problem, then your problem has taken hold of you. If all you talk about and all you think about and all your feelings are tied up in your battle, then the battle has stuck to you. And the fact is, the longer a problem persists, the more discouraged we become. And here's the result of that. When you get stuck to your battle, you will get discouraged. But when you get stuck to your Lord, you become relentless. This is why God allows you to have battles that last longer than you want. See, sometimes God allows you to go through a long battle so that you will learn to depend on him and his strength. Sometimes the reason your answer is delayed is to teach you to cling to him, not to your problem. Sometimes the reason the battle doesn't end is because God is teaching you to be relentless. No matter how strong you are, no matter how relentless you may be, There will come a time in life when only God's strength will be enough to carry you through. For God never intended for you to make it in your own strength alone. That's what we learn from the testimony of the Apostle Paul. The Bible tells us Paul faced a thorn in the flesh so that he would depend on God. God. That's why in the middle of his discouragement, God spoke to Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And Paul recognized and knew that he could not rely on his own strength and power to make it to a relentless life. He knew that in his weakness, God would be glorified as he proved himself to be the source of power. Paul knew that if his hand clung to the sword and discouragement clung to his soul, that he could still overcome if he would only cling to God. That's why he said in 2 Corinthians 4-7, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. So here's what you need to remember today. You can get stuck to your battle, or you can get stuck to your Lord, but you can't be stuck to both. When Eliezer got stuck to his battle, his hand clung to his sword it seemed like the end. But he had a secret weapon in life. The power of God. He refused to give up and he allowed God to take over. We know this because the Bible goes on to say the Lord gave him a great victory that day. And when you tap into God's power, your weakness will bring God glory and he will bring you victory. That's the lesson we can learn from one of the greatest Americans who ever lived, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Millions of people know Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. for his remarkable accomplishments. He graduated from high school at the age of 15. He earned his first degree at university at the age of 19. He got his PhD at the age of 26. He was a pastor, a preacher, a civil rights leader, and a hero. He was the youngest person ever ever to receive the Nobel Peace Prize at that time. He was a giant in his generation, and his impact lives on to this day. But what most people don't know is what Martin Luther King Jr. had to overcome to reach such a consequential life. You see, Dr. King grew up in a poor but devout Christian home. He was deprived of the opportunities most people in his community were given. But he didn't just face external battles of oppression. He also faced internal battles of discouragement and depression. In fact, early in his life, Dr. King attempted suicide, not once, but twice before he was 13 years old. So, what happened to turn his life around? What took place between the young boy tormented by depression who attempted suicide twice and the great hero we honor today? Dr. King discovered the source of a relentless life in the reality of Jesus Christ. Instead of being defined by his struggles, he chose to be defined by his God. Rather than clinging to his problem, he clung to his Savior. Listen to the prayer he prayed. Use me, God. Show me how to take who I am, who I want to be, and what I can do, and use it for a greater purpose than myself. He lived a relentless life when he tapped into the power of the relentless God. Maybe you feel discouraged today, weak, stuck, But I'm here to declare to you that you can become relentless by clinging to Jesus. Your problem doesn't define you. It should drive you to the Lord and in the Lord you will find joy. In the Lord you will find strength. For Nehemiah 8, 10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. See, you have to begin to praise him in the battle. You have to begin to rejoice in the Lord. You won't overcome weariness by focusing on what's wrong. You won't endure discouragement by fixing your eyes on the problem. But when you rise up and declare the faithfulness of God, you'll receive the power to live a relentless life. No matter what discouragement you're facing today. God will see you through. When you look to him, he will strengthen you. For 1 Thessalonians 5 24 says, God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. And the Word of God says in 2 Thessalonians 3.3, 3, But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. And I'm here to declare to you today, Our God never lies. Our God never fails. Our God will never abandon you. I speak relentless power and strength and grace into every life and every heart today. I speak grace to those facing difficulties and those facing discouragement. I Speak the power of God into your life right now. And I guarantee you that God will not fail you. He will not disappoint you. When the enemy seems too strong, God is greater. When your hand clings to the sword, God is stronger. When you think you can't go on, God is the way maker. He's the wind in your sails. He's the engine in your car. He's the power in your home. He's the breath in your lungs. He's the strength of your life. And when you cling to him, you will be relentless. That's why you don't need to feel discouraged right now. You don't need to buckle under pressure. You can lift up your hands and give God praise. That's why the apostle Paul said in Philippians 4:4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. If you look to God, he will give you the power to live a relentless life. He'll see you through the difficulties. He'll see you through discouragement. So just say, I will be relentless in the face of discouragement. And that brings us to our third and final decision you need to make. Be relentless in the face of disappointment. Listen again to our story in verses 11 to 12. The Philistines attacked the Israelites in a field full of lentils. The Israelite army fled... But Shama held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Our third and final example for today is Shama, And I admire all three of these mighty men, but I think Shama is my favorite. Here he is in the middle of the battle. When all of a sudden, all his fellow soldiers run away. He's left all alone, and he's in the middle of a lentil field, a patch of beans. Everyone has deserted him, disappointed him, and he has to make a decision. Do I stay and fight alone, or do I run like the rest? And Shammah moves into the top three men in David's army by making a decision to be relentless in the place of disappointment. See, the fact is, Shammah, was not fighting for honor and glory. He's not defending a palace or a citadel or a fortress. There's no one else around to notice if he's faithful or if he gives up and runs. But he decides not to give up. Though no one is there to see his exploits or admire his skills, Shama fights on. He is relentless. And being relentless requires that you don't run from the battle. You must not drift off looking for something better, something easier, something that will bring you recognition and honor. The lonely place is often a place that seems of no value. A bean patch, a lentil field, what good is that? Let me go and defend King David. Let me go and defend the city where others will see me and people will applaud my effort. But being relentless is the ability to stick to the task when no one else but God is watching you. Being relentless is the character that keeps you walking in integrity in the secret place. That's why you need to keep this truth with you all through life. Who goals are more important than do goals. Who I become in life is more important than what I do in life. When I become the relentless person of integrity that God has called me to be, then he, God, will ensure I accomplish the things he's called me to do. Your character is who you are in the secret place. When no one else is watching, when everyone has fled away, when the place where you are posted is hidden and seems unimportant, then that's the place where your true character is revealed. To live a relentless life doesn't just mean that you never give up in the big things. It means you never give up even in the small things. That's why Jesus teaches us in Luke 16, 10 to 11, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven. Faithful in little, faithful in much. Faithful in the hidden place, faithful in the open place. Faithful when no one sees will mean that you will be faithful when the eyes of the world are on you. Faithful in minor things produces faithfulness in major things. Many people started this year with a great burst of energy, enthusiasm, and excitement. But all that energy, enthusiasm, and excitement doesn't guarantee success. Living a relentless life will lead you to success. And the fact is, a relentless life is not about short-term intensity. A relentless life is about long-term consistency. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. Ongoing consistency is more important than short-term intensity. That's the truth we can learn from the true story of Pastor Joel Osteen of Lakewood Church. Joel Osteen grew up as the son of a pastor in Houston, USA. After high school, he entered university, but after only one year, he left school and returned home to work in his father's church. Joel didn't start out in a big position in front of the crowd holding the microphone. He did not start out behind the pulpit preaching he began working in the church by heading up the media department. He started his ministry behind a camera, filming his father's sermons. But Joel Osteen served faithfully for 17 years. Then one day in 1999, his father had a heart attack and died. All of a sudden, overnight, Joel Osteen was taken from obscurity behind the camera and placed out in front of the crowd, in the pulpit of a large church. God had seen his faithfulness. God had seen his character. God had seen that there was a humble but relentless servant. And God elevated him to be the head of one of the world's largest churches. When Joel Osteen took over as senior pastor at Lakewood Church, there were 5,000 people attending. Today, there are over 43,000 in attendance as Pastor Joel Osteen preaches. There's a lesson for all of us in the inspiring true story of Pastor Joel Osteen. For you see, God has called you to be relentless where you are. If God puts you in the lentil field, be faithful there. If you find yourself serving in a hidden place, be faithful there. For Hebrews 12, 1 says, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. God has set a race before you. It's not your neighbor's race. It's not my race. You have a race that's just your race. You have to be willing to stand alone and do the right thing. It doesn't matter whether anyone else agrees with you or stands with you. God is with you. That's Paul's testimony. In 2 Timothy 4, he said, at my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear. Even that great man of God, the greatest apostle, had to face disappointment and isolation. He was abandoned by men but strengthened by God. He became a great man and a great apostle not by calling but by living a relentless life. And even though man deserted him, God never abandoned him. God stood by him and strengthened him till his destiny was fulfilled. And the same is true for you. You are never alone. When you're running the race God has set before you, you are never alone. God will strengthen you. God will stand by you till you fulfill your destiny. That's what God told Joshua when he faced the greatest battle of his life. Moses, that great leader, was about to leave. He was leaving earth, leaving Joshua. And he called Joshua and said, I'm going. And Joshua was left to enter the promised land and lead the people without his father, Moses. But Moses told him in Deuteronomy 31, eight, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. And that's what God says to you today. No matter what you're facing, God will personally go ahead of you when you're running the race he has set before you. No matter who's left you, God never leaves you. No matter how big or small the place you're serving in, God sees you and he is with you. When people disappoint you, God never disappoints. When others run away, God runs in. When you're in a hidden place, an isolated place, a forgotten place, God never forgets you. He sees you. He watches over you. He guides you and guards you and surrounds you. So do not give up. Do not look back. Don't compromise. Don't surrender. God is speaking to you today from Galatians 6-9. Hear the word of the Lord to you today. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. In the place of difficulties, be relentless. In the face of discouragement, be relentless. In the face of disappointment, be relentless. Just lift up your hand and say, I am relentless. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, to every man and woman watching and listening right now, I ask you to give them courage and strength to overcome every difficulty, every discouragement, every problem they're facing. I pray, Lord, that the battle will not cling to them, but that we will cling to you. I ask you to come right now and speak and minister to every child of God that you are with us and you are going to see us through and you will accomplish great things in us if we will remain relentless. Give us your strength and your power today. We submit to you. We bind and rebuke every spiritual force of darkness fighting against us. And we declare, Satan, you are defeated and I am victorious because of Jesus Christ. And through the power of the Holy Spirit I am relentless. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the Senior Pastor of Agape House New Testament Church in East Avon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6pm or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30am. You will have an awesome experience.